Well, do you know, did you see what Trump said? He said, well, I can't call her Pocahontas anymore because she's not an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, we're not worthy. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're scum! We suck! Do you mind if I sit back a little bit because no. your breath is very bad? It really is. You know what's happening to Jeb's crowd, as you know, right down the street? They're sleeping! They're sleeping now. Jeb Bush is a low-energy person. For him to get things done is hard. Timbo? Did I say that? Many times. Ooh. Okay. Excuse me. I am the chosen one. Somebody had to do it. But this is what the end result is. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. The people, my people are so smart. And you know what else they say about my people? The polls. They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. Because he'd rather have a puppet as president of no the United puppet, States. No puppet, no puppet. It's clear you won't admit no, you're that the, the Russian... And don't forget, Dr. Fauci, what he said is, no, no, don't close it to China. I said, I'm sorry, doctor, you're a wonderful man. And he is a nice man. You're a wonderful man, I'm closing it. I saved thousands of lives. He admitted that two months later, two months later. And Dr. Fauci said, don't put on masks. Don't put, you see the thing. And now he says, put on masks. And they say, you know, he's a wonderful guy. And he is a wonderful guy, I like him. He just happens to have a very bad arm. I'm watching television, and I see her barking like a dog. Such a nasty one. Trump wouldn't just troll Crooked on her repulsive character, but also on her marital troubles, her health. I don't know, folks. You think Hillary would be able to stand up here for an hour and do this? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. And of course, a career of corruption. That someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. It is August 3rd, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find us all across the internet. Just hit that all my links and you can find all of Rob's socials. The best thing you can do right now is subscribe to us over on Substack. And that is... Our, one of our new hangs. So without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. Hello, Stu. How are you? I am well. How are you? Are you in the desert in Arizona? Are you no. a coal watcher in Maricopa County? I'm just uh, I'm just in cyberspace right now. Really? It looks kind of Arizona-ish. It does, doesn't it? It does, Stu. Speaking of Arizona, Stu... See how I lead the audience into things to, yeah, I didn't go to announcer school for nothing, okay? Um, anyway, Stu, there are elections today, lots of Republican primaries. I assume the devils are, I mean, the Democrats are having their primaries as well. But Stu, Maricopa County is having all sorts of election uh, problems you are having big problems with 68,000 fake ballots sent out. Voters told they have already voted, but when they get to the poll, printer's not working. 
Instead, let's remind the audience that in 2020, Maricopa County stole the election from Donald Trump. That's what happened. It's um, and anyway, Stu, uh, they haven't been taught a lesson yet. Now, Stu, also, um, there's some interesting things going on in these primaries. One, we have the two pictures of the Eric's up there. We've got Eric Greeton and Eric Smith, who are running for the Senate spot on the Republican ticket in Missouri. Donald Trump was clever yesterday, and he said he went through this whole dialogue um, uh, about how he was going to call, he was going to endorse a candidate in that race. And he said, I endorse Eric. Well, still, uh, Eric Greeton, you feel kind of sorry for him because he is the one that that bitch attorney general was she attorney general or a prosecutor in st louis i think she was a prosecutor in st louis what's her name Steph? no it's um, the store it's the soros da she's also been after him right because yeah. the same well, one she went after him up and she uh she didn't abide by the brady rule um she accused him of, of like beating his wife for something i forget the whole story and he's com been completely exonerated and they had the the uh, the exculpable information the whole time, and she still tried to prosecute him, knowing that he didn't do what she said. So you feel kind of sorry for him, Stu. But Stu, he was a Democrat at one time, and he was kind of progressive at one time, and he was kind of a gun grabber at one time. Eric Smith, Stu, is the guy who is teamed up with the Attorney General of Louisiana, and they're suing a number of Trump officials for a conspiracy, for entering into a conspiracy with big tech to silence speech, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, Stu, I have an article about big tech and Facebook up on Real Clear Markets today. And it's about the trouble that we've seen in the lawsuit that we're about to file against Facebook. I think our audience might find that interesting. The other big thing going on today with these primaries, Stu, is there are three congressmen who voted to impeach Trump who are being challenged in their primaries. They are Jamie Herrera uh, Butler, Bettler, uh, Dan Newhouse. They're both from Washington State. And then you have Peter Mayer from Michigan. And Stu, you know, Sam Irvin during the Watergate thing, I mean, I have no problem with somebody taking a principal stand against their party. I think that's what you sent to Washington to do. But these three people are pussies, Stu. Um, there was no reason for Trump to be impeached for having a phone call with the president of Ukraine uh, uh, in which he just asked him a question about uh, making sure that they deal with our Justice Department under the treaty we have to expose cor corruption. And we know that, that where that corruption emanated from and still we might be in a war now because of that corruption um um you know 
Zelensky gets what fifty billion, sixty-three billion dollars from us. Maybe he's got something on the Bidens too. Uh, we talk about corruption all the time, but this is why you have to have somebody in the executive office who is clean and doesn't have any of these Washington, D.C., insider, swamp, corrupt practices. What else is going on, Stu? Well, Stu, while I'm at it, it's boring stuff, but it needs to be said. More corruption in Washington. We have this thing called the Securities and Exchange Commission. In many ways, we don't need them, Stu, but they're a hyper-regulatory body. The head of the Securities Exchange Commission is a guy by the name of Gary Gensler. Uh, Stu, he was the lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign, which funneled, uh, what was it, 12 or $18 million to Perkins Coy so they could fabricate the whole Russian collusion scandal, uh, the takedown of Donald Trump, the coup. How could he not know about this then? Under him, Stu, is a fellow by the name of Bill Hinman, or was. He was the former director of corporate finance at the SEC. Well, Stu, early on in like 2018, he received a letter from the compliance folks saying, you know, you own all this cryptocurrency, uh, which was Ethereum Enterprise Alliance, um, and you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have anything to do with this. You shouldn't be talking to them or their law firm. Okay, what does he do, Stu? He's got a big stake in this. He talks to their law firm. He talks to them, um, and um, what happened was. He was responsible for designating Ethereum as a currency and not as a security. Now, those of you who aren't legal eagles like me, uh, if you're a security, um, you have to abide by state and federal laws concerning securities. And um, it is a real, it's a real expense and a real pitfall. Well, if you can not have to do that, you will save, you will make your stake in a in Ethereum worth a whole lot more. And that's what he did, Stu. He also helped Chinese entities um, also um, get special privileges uh, who mine, who were responsible for the mining for Ethereum. Stu? Washington is a corrupt sinkhole. You know, Stu, I have this friend in D.C. She's a hot-looking chick, and um, every now and then she has needed a date over the years to take her someplace. And, um, you know, we go the next day to her church, and I meet folks in Washington. And Stu, you shake their hands, and they're just these puffy little hands and they're these puffy little people and i go how do these people make money there i mean they don't have any masculine traits um well this is how they make make money Stu. they got their 
their fingers all within the crevices of government and they enrich themselves at the expense of us. Uh, and it's crooked still, and we uh, should tar and feather them and send them away. All right, Stu. Now this is God, this is kind of boring too, Stu, but I think it's important. In the uh, as I've explained many times, Stu, I'm not Catholic. Okay, I'm a Protestant. I don't believe you have to go through a man to get to God, but I got a lot of respect for those folks. Um, I especially have a lot of respect for the Jesuits, too, because they were very learned people in the past, and I assume they still are today. But there's this uh, archbishop from Rome, Vigano, and he has put out somewhat of an epistle contrary to Pope Francis. Pope Francis is all kissy-faced with uh, Justin Trudeau, buying into the fact that Christian missionaries killed all the Indians. Um, and then within the last, you know, I don't know, this century, within the last century, they cre created these residential schools and committed genocide, blah, blah, blah. Well, this guy's put out his letter in which he, he accuses the other side of listening to Satan, which is something I've been saying for a long time. You folks out there might think I'm a nut, but there's an evil force in the world and it lies. And it whispers in the ears of folks and con convinces them to do things that they should know is wrong. And uh, it's a great letter, Stu, and I hope we can put a link up on that and people can take a look at it. Um, it's too much for me to talk about now. Stu, Taiwan, China, World War III. I don't know why I didn't start with this. Uh, first of all, we reported on this yesterday. Nancy Nvidia Stock Pelosi is in Taiwan. Taiwan. Okay, it has started quite a stir. Um, the Chinese government and its military have made a lot of provocative announcements in retaliation for her being there. Uh, one is they have said that we are launching targeted military actions. Okay. And they have said other things like that. Um, Taiwan has called back soldiers that were on leave. Um, so, Things are tense, Stu. And it seems to me, Stu, yeah, I'm running the Chinese government or any government at all. I ain't making a statement like that unless I'm backing it up, okay? You just lose credibility. Maybe the Chinese who lie all the time about everything don't care about their cred credibility. But still, when a country of 1.3 billion people people says they're taking targeted military actions it's a big deal pay attention and they're running military exercises all, all around the uh, yeah. Taiwanese Strait right now yeah. for the next few days and so yeah. Pelosi will meet the Taiwanese president tomorrow I mean there are, <laughs> there are a lot of scenarios that could play out we might be getting like daily social media posts from Nancy Pelosi about her status as the Chinese invade Taiwan for all we know. I mean, yeah. 
you know how some people on Facebook say Mark safe from the hurricane, you know, she might say Mark safe from the CCP. Yeah. It's the one thing we haven't really even talked about. Is she on there as an emissary of the United States? In other words, the executive branch is control is in control of foreign policy. Is she there as an emissary of the executive branch or is she just freelancing it? We don't know. I mean, have you heard anything from the Biden administration talking about I'm sending her over there for a particular purpose? They'd try to get her not to go. Yeah. I mean, you you really can't do that, Stu, as a congressman or a senator. You can't freewheel foreign policy yourself. Um, then we know she's been involved with the NVIDIA stock scandal. Is this an opportune time to go? Because she can go talk to those guys and say, look, delete all the emails. I don't know, Stu. It's weird. I can't imagine under the Trump organization um, administration that anything like this with a member of the own party would not be an orchestrated event that was well thought out, set out to achieve a particular purpose. Um, so we will have to watch that, Stu. And I'm not sure we live in an old part of town, Stu. You might have an old um, bomb shelter in your house. I'd look around for one. Our brilliant vice president said this today. She really said this. And a lot of the people in this in this movement believe this. And this is so fanciful, so idiotic. In my world of business, if somebody says something like this, they have no more credibility ever in their lives. For years, our nation and many of us have discussed, have lamented, have talked about the threat of climate change. For years, we debated the potential impact that climate change could have on our communities, on our country, and our world. And today, we know the impact if folks weren't clear about it before. Just watch the evening news and see that the time for debate is long past. In recent days, Deadly floods have swept through Missouri and Kentucky, washing away entire neighborhoods, leaving at least 35 dead, including babies, children. As has been reported, four children from one family. So the devastation is real. The harm is real. The impact Israel. And we are witnessing it in real time. She said that these floods that are occurring in Kentucky, you know, still we've had floods since the beginning of time. Um, no one doubts that. But these floods are a result of Congress not spending enough money on climate change. So, Stu, had they passed the Green New Deal a month ago, it wouldn't rain in Kentucky. I mean, it is so absurd, Stu. The other abs absurdity is that there's something wrong with carbon. Carbon's what greens the earth, Stu. We can't live without it, okay? 
The other thing, Stu, is man-made carbon is less than 5%, way less than 5% of all uh, carbon in the atmosphere. I mean, it, it is so absurd. People think, think about the absurdity of what they say and, and let loose of all of their fabrications um, it's a fraud. An interesting kind of narrative that's been going on is how bison have become these animals that are combating climate change. So a wild bison, you know, might have some similarities to a cow. Um, the modern bison that's not the wood bison is essentially half cow, but bison are being considered these climate change heroes because they rub against tree and that helps make trees good homes for all kinds of invertebrates and then when they roll around on the ground that also helps um, the environment because they typically somehow get seeds on their skin and they're absorbing all these greenhouse gases as well um, so by the impacting the environment around them, they are helping to make sure greenhouse gases get absor uh, absorbed. Yet, I'm sure bison fart just as much as cows fart. So it, and there are actually some old, uh, you, can, you can actually find these old ads talking about how bison were seen as um, the food source for the Native American tribes. So you needed to kill all the bison to prevent the Native American threat. So it's kind of funny to see how this animal is continuously politicized to make agendas for various people. So, uh, And how ridiculous it is. I mean, don't cows lie down on the ground too, Stu? I grew up on a farm. Yeah. I remember that happening. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure cow dung is a great source for spreading all kinds of seeds as well. I'm sure cows... And a wild cow would rub it up, up against a tree. I'm sure cows on nicer farms, non-factory farms, do a lot of these same behaviors. But it's just fascinating that uh, <laughs> the, the, just the narrative that they'll take the, with this. You used to burn cow chips for energy. And, um, and of course, you use manure for fertilizer. Food supplies, then. Hmm. Ooh, do we need food still? No, we don't need food. Uh, these people are idiotic. Stu, all right, I'm speak truthfully here. The Biden administration over the last two or three years wants the black vote. They want to keep the black vote. Therefore, they say, y'all can do whatever you want. That's basically where we are. You want scholarships for school. You want... Um, you know, you want money, you want these uh, welfare type programs, uh, you want to be able to commit all the crime you want, not go to jail. We got your back. Just vote for us. That's been going on for a long time. Well, still, we know that the Latino vote is like, you're driving us away. Um, you know, Latinos, um, there's a family work ethic there. They work and um, they're leaving the Democratic Party in droves. Well, guess who else appears to be doing that too, Stu? A demographic group. Now, Stu, 
Asians are the victim of black on Asian crimes all the time. We know that. Uh, watch this clip. And pull me down. Already on the ground, Mrs. Wren is kicked squarely in the face. They used the fist to hit my head multiple times. And then they pull me down to the ground and keep hitting me, kicking me. The horror doesn't end there. When Mrs. Wren tries to hide in the hallway and is unable to close the door, the suspects return again, not to steal her watch or earrings, but her keys, and to take turns assaulting the terrified senior. I never expect this would happen to us, even though we saw a lot of reporting from your station, in particular you, uh, Ms. Lim. While both Mrs. Wren and her daughter can't sleep because of the trauma, they, without hesitation, wanted to speak out for a purpose. I want this story to come out so people know and so for other people to be aware. There's been a 30% drop in support for Joe Biden among Asians. And you can see why. Uh, they get no respect. Um, um, and it's just like there is a orchestrated war against them. Uh, my experience, too, they're peaceful, peaceful people. And uh, so they are leaving the Democratic Party as well. So I got a few stories. And last week we talked about how Zuckerberg was being pretty harsh on his staff, rightfully so, because they just weren't doing any work. And so now we're seeing a similar narrative coming out of Google. We referenced Google in that um, same kind of discussion. And so the Google CEO, uh, Sundar Pichachi, says that he feels like the workers aren't productive enough or focused enough, and he feels like they need to speed up product development after their revenue has slowed uh, to 13%. And so he blames this on the, just the downsides of working from home. And, you know, I think that goes to show on a lot of these Google-based products, you know, they haven't been innovative in a very long time. Uh, Monica Lewinsky was in the news demanding Beyonce removes lyrics referencing her affair with Clinton uh, from the track called Partition. And this is in response to a new song that Beyonce has out called Heated, and she uses the word spaz in that. And earlier this month, another uh, musician, Lizzo, used the word spaz. And spaz is now being treated like it's a slur. And so um, Monica just figured if they're going to remove the word spaz, can you at least say that uh, the lyrics exact... Well, let me redo the exact lyrics. Now my mascara running, red lipstick smudged. Oh, me so horny. Yeah, he wanted to fuck. He popped all my buttons and he ripped my blouse. He Monica Lewinsky'd all on my gown. And so she said you could at least get the verb properly and call it Bill Clinton all on my gown. So uh, that's going on in the world of news. Um, we so have 12-year-old girls listen to this music. I'm sure a lot of them do. Uh, yeah, you can't say spaz, spaz, but you can talk about ejaculation on someone on a lady's clothes. 
Nice. That's the world we live in today, Stu. I'm focusing on just how hypocritical these people praised by the left are, these celebrity class. So Taylor Swift was hiding underneath her umbrella as she got off her private jet. It's been reported that of all the celebrities who took private jets last year, that Taylor Swift was one of the top ones. She produced over 8,000 tons of carbon emissions. This is like a fancy way of, it's not the exact same as tons, but um, from what I read, the average person produces like two to 16 in the entire year. And so she had over 170 trips from her private jet. And she's saying, well, I was loaning my private jet out to people as well which is such a shitty defense where it's just like, I mean, it's still operating. It's still taking people places. And she ain't loaning it. Still. She's leasing it. I guarantee you that. Yeah. But it's just interesting to see that. And then just my last story for today. Um, another one of these musician singer types, Demi Lovato. Uh, Demi Lovato was non-binary for a hot minute. And now she has decided that she feels more feminine again. And she decided that she's dropping the they pronoun and she is now returning to using uh, she, her as her pronouns. And so um, she had been accused of being somewhat of a trans trender, uh, someone who thinks it's trendy to identify as a transgender individual. And so I expect we'll see a lot more of this in the future, but I think it's just kind of an indicator of um, how you know, when I was younger, there were emo kids and there were goth kids. You know, I'm sure other generations have other kind of emergent kind of identity groups that kind of, as they get older, they kind of dissolve some of that or just might just find other ways to express themselves. But I think it's kind of not the case for all transgender people, but I think it's just the notion of it's so hyped up in the media. It gets you a lot of attention. Um, it's such a protected class and a praised class that I think people decide that they want to feel that special too. And then they become that when they want to be part of a group too. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of young people feel that way where it gives them a sense of identity. And I think that we could probably do hours of discussion on the psychology behind some of this, but I just think it's, well, I think this is kind of a sign of things to come and I may well, be still, wrong. I might be right. Still, who is this chick? Is she attractive at all? She used to be quite pretty. And then, okay. you know, kind of the emergent leftism can make very pretty people ugly for a little bit. She did say that she was pansexual and sexually fluid. Um, this is a quote. I've always known I was hella queer, but I have fully embraced it. And she says she's just too queer to date men right now. And she feels like she is a member of the Alphabet Mafia, referring to the LGBT community. Um, and then in May, in May 19, May 19th, 2021, she came out as non-binary and said she wanted to use they, them as her pronouns. And she said, this has come after a lot of healing and self-reflective work. I'm still learning and coming into myself. I don't claim to be an expert or spokesperson. Sharing this with you now opens another level of vulnerability for me. And so, so about a year and two months later, she is uh, back to being she, her again. 
but she's had a lot of oh, mental health. But I mean, I just want this one thing just so she's also had issues with body identity, bulimia, anorexia. And so it actually kind of confirms the Abigail Schreier hypothesis that uh, if you are, it's like this is the bulimia of this generation. Just, so just very interesting. So I just figured, um, you know, and I, I wish the best for Demi Lovato. So I hope she f- is feeling happier and is, you know, just, you know, she was doing jujitsu for a little bit and that was a source of great happiness for her. So keep at it. Well, that's good, Stu. And, you know, the one thing I can say, I don't know her, but I, I appreciate about her is her mental stability. But that's all I got for you today. All right, Stu, go forth and multiply. Sounds good. I'll catch you later. Bye. I also don't know if I'm going to end up with a guy, so I can't really, like, see myself um, maybe even, like, having my, like, getting pregnant. You mean, like, ever? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I'm so fluid now, and a part of the reason why I am so fluid is because I – was like super closeted off. You mean like sexually fluid? Yeah, like, yeah. You sexually like girls, fluid. you yeah. like boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything really. So I just. What do they call that? Like pansexual or something like that? Yeah, yeah, pansexual. It's hilarious. That they have a new <laughs> word for it. There's a new word. It for used it. to be. Bi, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Right. It used right. to be she's bi, and now it's like. Well, someone's we, pansexual. I heard someone um, call the LGBT. QIA plus community. Hello. The alphabet mafia. And I was like, <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with that. So that's hilarious. Yeah.